I can't. I'm, I'm <laughs> do some intro. I can't remember verbatim what we do. Would do. Go with, go Just with go whatever. for it. Make it up. Make it up. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of This Podcast Should Be Played Loud. I'm Will, who's your host today because I'm doing the intro. <laughs> with me are some wonderful co-hosts. Uh, my name's Ben. My name's Keelan, and we have a special guest with us today. Yes, it's uh, Tanner Zipchin uh, joining you guys. So thank you so much for having me. No, thank oh, you for course. coming on the thank show. Thank you. Yes, thank you very, yeah. very much. We're very excited. You're you're our first official guest on the podcast. So amazing. This is thank you. Although Keelan and I have um, interviewed you, <laughs> this is true. Interviewed you twice in the past over our uh, careers. I, I feel like the different times <laughs> that we've encountered you have marked different kind of uh, parts of our our lives in terms of t- the times which we watch a lot of movies oh really That's, because it's true it's true yeah. the first time the first time was that yeah go ahead well you, you you go ahead oh, okay uh, the first time we met oh. you at the uh screening for baby driver back in 2017 i think oh yes uh, that we, was edgar we, edgar wright was at that screening right is that the one yeah he was mm-hmm. he was that was a fun time yeah, you weren't you weren't there, Ben. But uh, we no, met you I in line. Been there for either of these. Yeah, uh, we interviewed you in line. I think with just like on our phones, and then I think a little while later you came on our old podcast. Uh, it's a trap. Oh which yeah, was, okay. Uh, also fun. I re- yeah. yeah, I do remember that. Yes, yeah, that's 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 awesome. Oh my god, look at this. It's been yeah. It's, so it's a, been. Uh, we, it's a really we're serial podcasters. Yeah, <laughs> coming up with new podcasts basically. Exactly. <laughs> so Tanner, how's life treating you right now? How's quarantine? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's good. I mean, and every day is kind of like the same. It, it feels like either, I think, Sunday or Wednesday, depending on uh, where, where we are and how, what the weather's like. It's like a weird, it's a weird time. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like everyone else, just following the updates and, and doing what we can to, you know, kick this thing as fast as possible and avoiding, you know, you know, getting together with friends and social distancing and not hoarding too much toilet paper like some people have Good done. Stuff, of course. Yeah, <laughs> uh, people got a little, little crazy uh, on the toilet paper. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been actually an interesting time, you know, especially for I think anyone who's creating and any of those people, it's a great time to slow down, you know, maybe get yeah. some ideas down that you've been thinking about, work on some projects that maybe you couldn't give love to before because, you know, life is is busy, especially in this industry. So this is a a forced uh, time out. I think. I think there's a lot of people, and I, a lot of my friends anyway, that are you know kind of following some passion projects now. So I think this this could you know, with all the negatives that go with it, some of the positives will be. I think this could in the end create some really cool inspired content because there's some people that are really sitting down and uh, getting to it. Completely yeah. agree. It's yeah, a nice silver Absolutely. lining. A lot of Definitely. screenplays will be written. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whether it's only about this, too. <laughs> we have a running joke where we talk about, I believe we discussed this before, the amount of screenplays that will come out of it, about two people stuck in isolation, and it's like a romantic comedy or it's a romantic yeah. drama. And we're just not very excitedly anticipating <laughs> that, to be honest with you. You just yeah. know South by Southwest 2021 is just going to be only those types of movies. It's just going to be Precisely. That. Yeah, it'll be, <laughs> yeah, it'll be cross between, yeah, like coronavirus-related stuff or just other other stuff, because I think any like any actor, director, writer, as I know, I mean, they, they can't act and they really can't direct right now, so they're writing. So I think there's mm-hmm. a little bit, they're just in general, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of screenplays and written materials, so there'll be no uh, shortage of ideas in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Have you been keeping yourself busy watching stuff? That's yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I find that I've been able to construct a, a routine for myself, even though there's 
not that much guidance uh, and part of that is I've watched one movie every day since like wow. April <laughs> which I'm I'm proud of myself uh, about <laughs> I'm impressed there you go I'm also impressed, impressed. <laughs> I've crossed some some ones off the list definitely yeah there, there's it's, a Yes, I mean it's a good time to be stuck inside. There, are, I mean, with the, with the launch of Disney Plus recently and Apple TV Plus and all these new services and CBC Jam and so I mean, of course, you have you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime. It's like there is no shortage of of at home content. So I've been like, I, I start a lot of shows and don't finish them. So this has been a good time to finally finish like the continue watching section on mm-hmm. uh, Netflix. So mm-hmm. uh, got through a few of those. But yeah, I, I watched nice. uh, like Shit's Creek. I finished as well as uh, oh, the, nice. the the McMillions uh, documentary, the Netflix uh, series about the McDonald's you know monopoly scandal, which was uh, mind blowing. Right, uh, like like everyone in the world, uh, Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, yeah, you know, I actually no, haven't seen it yet. I gotta check that out still. I know. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Somehow. Yeah, and trying to like lean into the comedies too. Like, I think it's like. Some people have kind of gone the dark, you know, horror, you know, even some of the some people I know are watching like Contagion and shows like Chernobyl and Pandemic. And I'm like, eh, it's a little, little too close to home. I mean, I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, anything like anything comedy, anything like nostalgic, you know, Disney Plus has actually got a ton of like the, the old films that I, you know, grew up watching. And so if you want to take a take a break from the seriousness of life and watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I mean, go for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a choice of whether to really lean into it or not because <laughs> yeah definitely like, it's a sad time so i'm just gonna i'm gonna be ultra sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, that's, that, that's the other way when we might be this sad again that is the other yeah. thing if you watch a depressing enough film maybe it'll be like you know seeing people in even a worse situation somehow <laughs> makes you feel better about life so there, there is that there very is that morbid, approach. but very true. That's, that's very true. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know what this is. This is bad, but we're not zombies. So hey, it's true. Things could yeah. always be far worse than they are. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Shaun of the Dead. That made me feel weird, but also good. So you know, it's a real combination of things. I, I, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. We're stuck inside with our millions of hours of content to watch. So exactly. It could yeah. be way worse. It it definitely could. I'm very thankful that many directors are finding ways to put the releases that would normally go and be in theaters right now out on video on demand. So we've been we've been working our way through some of those as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exciting! The new Spike Lee movie is coming out in June. We just found out about that today. That's fun. We're very excited about yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything is yeah seems to be moving uh, moving around and moving some some moving up. Some are I, I think have pushed to try and hit that big you know release like you know the bond and and whatnot that push back to the fall mm-hmm. but yeah it's great and i think the with i mean the trolls world tour people are uh taking note of like oh, how yeah. successful these at home releases can really be and you know i think mm-hmm. cutting out the middleman and putting it straight into people's living rooms is like yeah that trolls world tour i think i can't remember the exact number but it was one of their most i think successful releases in the re- in recent history so so many people watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was I think it was AMC said that they're not going to be playing Disney content in their theaters anymore yeah. just because Universal. of how well it did on, on or Universal yeah just because of how well it did on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's interesting to see how things will change on the other side of this. I think, you know, that will, will I know I've heard read articles about how drive-in theaters may become more popular because it's a safe way to be socially distanced and watch a film together like will people want to go and sit in rooms with hundreds of people and i know even if we're socially distancing we then we rely on you know th- them cleaning 
the, the area, you know, properly and things like that. So there's a lot of these like variables. Yeah. And, you know, I think certain industries will, you know, recover quicker than others, but it'll be interesting to see how, you know, what life looks like on the other side of it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, Tanner, as someone who's worked, you know, in the physical distribution of, of, of film for like a, several years, you know, what, what do you think about, about the idea of things going more digital and going more VOD and on demand and that kind of thing? Yes, I mean, I guess it's I guess two schools of thought. I think there's some people that you know, I always you know, they want they want to see the film, and, and you know maybe you know that's the way they're they're meant to be you know seen. You know the the big picture, the big sound. You know when filmmakers make a movie, they really do make it for the theater in mind. So there is like that whole you know the the way it should it's meant to be seen. But then now it's it's kind of a tough time where like newer generations you know, are leaning into watching things on a tiny little phone screen. And you have services like Quibi that just launched where it just promotes watching content on a screen. So is the demand, you know, and the desire to see something on this big screen still there? Like, is that going to be lost with this, with the new generation where people still want to go to go back? It's like, it's like kind of happened with music with the idea of like the album, you know, the album was a big thing and everyone wanted the album. It was this package deal. And then we switched into this, well, it's all about the single. It's that one song. And people stopped buying albums and just started downloading that one song they liked. So that and that really changed the landscape for musicians. And, you know, people say I've heard people say, like, will we ever see a band as big as the Beatles again? Oh, we probably won't because everyone kind of has one song and then we're on to the next the next thing right now. So it's it's interesting to like, yeah, to, to take a look at it from the outside and see like what what's right or wrong or where we should go. It's I mean, I think. It's tough to say. I think I think there's going to obviously be a demand to see things on a platform like that with the big. I mean, you. I don't have a, a Dolby surround IMAX, you know, twenty one channel system in my place. So to see certain films, um, you know, it really benefits to see it in that environment. But yeah, it's. I mean, if you want to put Trolls World Tour on in the living room and let the kids sit down and you know keep you know stay busy for a couple hours then i mean that's that's someone else's mo so i don't know it's 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 tough it's it's tough to see which way it'll go mm-hmm. yeah, this mm-hmm. is definitely a shock to the system and oh, yeah. i guess like you were saying with like the singles and albums i guess now people are seeing that they could have this other option and for a lot of people um because I'm sure not everyone who goes to theaters is that invested in the fact that they're going to a theater it would just be like, I'm going to watch this movie. Uh, and that's completely fair. And I, with this change, they could be now thinking, well, why isn't every movie a Trolls World Tour? Why isn't... Well, that's one thing that they never... Do yeah, the they, World Troll? That's one thing that they never really, I guess, you know, people come to a theater. Do they? Do they do a, a, a survey beforehand? Is like, why are you here? Like, is this the? Is are you here because it's the only? It's the only place to see this film, or are you here because you want to see it on this format? Because I think for some people, I, I unfortunately, like my all my film friends want you know that the, all my filmmaker friends want to see it in a the theater to really take it all in and every every grain of the movie. You really get a feel for every every little 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 bit of the movie on a big screen. But then there's some people that I talk to that just like. They just want to like you know get the gist of the story so they can talk about it at work with their friends. So like they don't care if they watch it on a phone screen or a theater. And it's like and if it's the only place they can they, you know they can see it, then I guess they got to pay to see it on a big screen. So it's like it's very two very different groups of people that I've noticed uh, over the years. So it's I guess it depends on which which way it will it will lean. And I I don't know if movie theaters can 
at at least survive and at most thrive just with that smaller portion of people it, it's mm-hmm. going to be very interesting to see what happens i think and it's, yeah a, absolutely the word unprecedented gets thrown out around a lot but it's unprecedented. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> so, it's definitely. And like, you know, will we see, you know, going to see like a Star Wars film or a, a Marvel film, like these sold out screenings where it's packed and you're shoulder to shoulder with people and like the guy beside you is like sweating on your arm. Like, will will <laughs> will that happen again? Like, will we see that again? Because now, like now living in this, in this era, thinking about that situation, people like shiver. They're like, oh my God, that's like, you know how many germs that is in one place? And that, I, I know, I remember going to see, I think it was like Avengers Endgame and like the theater was like, like all hot and sweaty by the end and it like it, it started to smell because those people were like now trapped in that area for like three hours and they, it was getting so hot so like it's like ah, i don't know i'm like i can just like yeah. crack a window at home and so it's yeah i think they'll maybe maybe they'll just have to be a, a middle a middle ground right like it just as a, a solution to kind of make make it work but then you know with less people seeing the movies that's is it is it is it affordable is it can they keep it going and then you know a lot of the money is off of concessions and whatnot and you know most of your your food at a concession is finger food so will people want to be eating like m&ms and i mean i guess they can start selling spoons for the popcorn maybe uh <laughs> i think that might be a solution maybe uh, you get a spoon with your with your combo so you can scoop it in your mouth but uh tiny little tongs there you go yeah little tiny oh, tongs man, to not depressing because you can hire someone to like put it in your mouth for you exactly. oh that's even more germs well just, just yeah all the creative solutions well, they could wear gloves because i'm like, like very socially conscious now of like when my hands go near my face i'm like oh like you know I, I just like yeah. if i'm outside like a fly lands on it i'm just like oh I, I just hope it leaves i'm like i can't do anything about it i just feel helpless i'm like all right fly just leave when you're ready but i can't touch it <laughs> do your worst <laughs> do your worst i touch my face all the time i i can't i don't think i could live without it <laughs> like, <laughs> a little weird well but yeah fair that enough. was yeah, yeah. interesting segue my, my hair kind of drops down in front of my face and i have the compulsion to sweep it out of the way mm, and then i touch my face and i'm dead yeah that's the thing <laughs> there you go that's just it <laughs> it's one it's one well, movement of the bangs and that's it man like you gotta you gotta exactly. be careful you gotta be careful well, quarantine haircuts is a whole other thing. Are you guys all, all holding up, or are you guys going to have to figure out a way to cut your own hair soon? What's going on? Oh, yeah. I mean, I tried dyeing my hair, and that was not successful, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Um, trying to do that by myself was a complete failure, um, and I will probably not do that again. <laughs> good call. Yeah, no, definitely a good decision. Yeah, I've, I've seen the quarantine cuts. Uh, some people uh, better than others. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I currently look like I'm going to destroy a ring with a with a fellowship of elves. <laughs> so thank God my feet are not as hairy as as a as a hobbit. But I'm getting I'm almost at Frodo Baggins level. It's getting pretty bad. So oh, eventually really. it will uh, it will come. I've already uh, gone through the the cupboards. I have a variety of. Uh, different sizes of, of mixing bowls so I can choose which one will fit my head best and I think I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go for the straight the straight mushroom cut whenever this whenever oh, it happens cut. exactly they're the gonna full, come back in bowl. style yeah I mean hey and what's there to lose no one else is gonna see you it's time to experiment yeah. whatever you wanted to do just give it a shot and then and then you got some time to let it grow out if it goes bad exactly, exactly. perfect I think I'm just gonna push it as far as I can 
before getting a <laughs> haircut. I'm, I'm, I'm really dreading it. <laughs> no, yeah, me too. Keelan had a successful haircut. Yeah, I, mine's, I think... mine's not terrible. You know, it's pretty good. My mom did it it's for not me. Bad, so yes. that was nice. Says the guy wearing a hat. Uh... Hey, hey now, hey. Uh... <laughs> this is an audio medium. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm not showing off the, the new product. I can't. No. <laughs> I'm ashamed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Did yeah, you it's... actually dye your hair? No, I tried, and then I think I got I got about one blonde strip in there uh, before I realized that I don't know how to part my hair properly. Um, so I decided it would probably be best to learn how to part my hair or get someone to do it for me before I delve any further into bleaching my hair. And Learning my hair. how to part your hair so, might be a good life skill to learn. Yeah, I, I really I thought it was more simple than it actually is but it's it's apparently i just am am incapable of doing anything by myself um (laughs) nor do i trust myself with anything so i just i'm gonna let i'm gonna let someone else do that for me and then i have someone to blame if it goes wrong other than myself you're right good call so there we go yeah uh one question we did want to ask you tanner is we wanted to uh to get your help in settling a few debates that we have all right um so we have another segment where we're sort of doing this film bracket of taking some of our favorite movies and facing them off one-on-one against each other until we have an ultimate winner. Um, and we've had some, some pretty heated arguments about a couple, uh, a couple pairings of films that uh, eventually made it through to another round. So we were wondering if we could get your opinion on uh, some of these matchups. Sure. All right. So I believe the first one... That was one of the more heated ones. Was uh, Interstellar versus Shaun of the Dead? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's like hamburgers and pizza, man. That's like I don't know. That's <laughs> that's they're like both good, but I mean, could they go together? Or are they good in their own way? It's that they're very uh, in their own category. But are you, are you talking like which ones? Like all around, a, a better film? Yeah, yeah, basically. More or, or less. Which one yeah. do you prefer? If you which if you were prefer? to make yeah. it. A list of every single movie you've ever seen and their ranking personally which you enjoy the most which one would go higher on that list? I don't know oh man that's a tough one I mean I'm mm-hmm. probably gonna get criticized for it but I mean I feel like I I grade things on like originality a lot because I you know seeing so many movies and you kind of see the carbon copies of each other like they're like little trends that you see come up and I know that that happens, especially every year at TIFF. There's always I find like a trend that like really breaks through, and then everyone oh, kind of yeah. jumps on, oh, yeah. jumps on like you know, oh, we're gonna do like a, a really sad biography type film with uh, <laughs> with like a singer, and then there's like three of them at TIFF. So, uh, yep. so like I feel like on that note, I mean, Shaun of the Dead is kind of really its own thing. Like I've seen we've seen zombie movies before, but we haven't really seen a thing anything like that before. I mean, Interstellar, you know, just people getting, you know, lost in, in space. I mean, there is a, literally a show called that, so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And with, but then I guess and it comes that, down to, are you, like, a McConaughey fan? Or, uh, I mean... <laughs> God, it's, it's a tough one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... You know what? I'm going to go Shaun of the Dead. Wow. And with it's that, very good to can hear. die happy. I can die happy. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead was my vote. Uh, ben, you haven't seen... <laughs> I haven't uh, seen either of them. Either somehow. of them. <laughs> so um, you didn't get to vote. Which, 
Will, you voted Interstellar, and I, I eventually relented, and I just gave Interstellar the win because I knew there was no convincing <laughs> him. But it's good to hear that I have support, even if it's a little. Well, I think like yeah, the films like Interstellar, like fundamentally, you know, the the film, the, like the the film lovers and you know the 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 filmies really love that movie. But then if you look at like the cult following and you know the uh, the impact on like pop culture, you know, Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm. is you know what 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 they did with that movie. I mean that you can't really beat it so even even you still see you go to like comic cons today well i'm mean, not today i mean mm-hmm. as of a few months ago <laughs> uh, you people would still like cosplay as Shaun of the dead and stuff so like that's it's gonna be one of those movies i think that will will live on i think let's have this conversation in in 10 years with or 20 years from now and with someone who's half your age and they'll be like what's interstellar <laughs> yeah, but they'll be like that, oh my god Shaun of the that dead is, that is a good point, Shaun of the dead what a, a what a classic <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. there was one there's another one right uh oh yeah yeah uh inglorious bastards versus ah, indiana yes. jones in the last crusade oh man jeez that's i mean that again that's uh hmm. i mean indiana jones I don't know. both of those are very i think on the same level in terms of mm-hmm. like what were the order of the Indiana Jones like, films? What was what was the order? How we got we have Last Crusade is the third one with the yeah, with Sean Connery. That's right, and then it was Temple of Doom head. was right right before. That was the second one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. See, that's the thing. You're t- like the, the the threequel here. Like, I mean, usually by the third movie, we're like should be going into space by this point. Usually, that's how <laughs> it goes. <laughs> but it's like the most grounded one, almost. I don't know. I love that one the most easily out of all. Yeah. Of them. Yeah, you're right. There's it's some... actually that. I mean, th- which then says a lot for a, a franchise to, you know, by three still, you know, be putting out their, you know, their A material or even getting better by the third movie is almost like unheard of. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it happens sometimes with the sequel. Sometimes the se- I mean, like even look at Alien. Like some people prefer Aliens, which I mean is a drastically different film. Alien was more of like mm-hmm. a horror movie in space. Aliens, totally different direction. It was this action, you know, total like '80s action movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's a that is a what what was the vote for you guys? Where did you guys lean? Well, <laughs> this one kind of broke my heart a bit. Um, the the two of them, Will and Keelan, both voted for uh, Indiana Jones, while I maintain that Indi- uh, that Inglorious Bastards is a is a far superior film. Um, and I was I was I was devastated at this loss. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it, it may be a better film, but Indiana Jones is just so I don't know. It connects and it's so enduring. It's fantastic. Yeah. And the third one is also a beautifully made movie. In addition to also being like classic steel, like Spielberg schlock and fun. So I think that it. I don't know for me. But I think again, whimsical. originality yeah. points. I think in the future, going let's fast forward 20, 30 years. I think that's Indiana Jones will kind of get blended together with like all the movies, and people really won't know what. Kind of like Back to the Future, they'd be like, oh, which which one was the Western one? Which one, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think like with Inglorious Bastards, I mean, that was pretty. Uh, you know, there's really no comparables to that. Like if you really had to say like mm-hmm. what was like that movie, it's kind of one on itself. That's, That's tough. A, I might, I maybe, you know, know. let's, I mean, st- stick with what I said earlier. I'm just, let's just go with Inglorious Bastards just, just because. You've leveled the play. <laughs> All right, there <laughs> we go. I, just, just to even, just to even it out. There we go. Perfect. I, I appreciate that. Perfect. Now I, now I can die happy. There oh, we go. This, we're all this set. Is just there you go. I just, I don't know if I didn't really help anything. I just kind of even, I, I think we still <laughs> left pretty even. It's pretty split anyway, but. 
Well, yeah. you've, well, you've hey, opened I, up the conversation <laughs> in new ways, I guess. It's, it's good. a moral it's victory good. for it's a moral victory for me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting okay. to see, like you go going back and watching films that, like, you, in the in the time that there's such a there's such a big deal, and then they just don't they just don't last. Like five years later, ten years later, it just like totally falls off. That being said, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is like forty years old. That is and we true. We're still that talking about it. No, it, exactly. And, that is true. So that's. I mean, you're right about that. So I think, which I think it's also fun to discover those movies. I've done that recently. That's what I've been watching a lot of. Are these movies that are like on the cusp of being like forgotten forever, but yet were awesome at the time. Like I just rewatched mm-hmm. uh, Small Soldiers. If you haven't watched it late, uh, lately or watched mm-hmm. it ever, uh, I would highly highly recommend. Uh, okay. Give it give it a quick Google. It's we'll, before we'll your time, it but uh, it's uh, it's a movie like no other. So uh, give it a watch. Hmm. Fantastic. I will check Thank you for the recommendation. Ten, what was the last movie that you actually got a chance to see in a theater? I'm just curious. Oh, that is a really good question. Um, ooh, I guess it would have been uh, Star Wars. I guess yeah, The Rise of Skywalker oh, nice. in, in December. Mm-hmm. Right. It would have been. What'd you think of that one? There was the yeah the Canadian premiere happened uh, just a couple weeks before a week before Christmas or whatever it was or a couple weeks before so, uh, yeah it was it was yeah it was a I think I thought they like did a good job of trying to like steer it back on the course of of the Force Awakens, um, but uh, you know I think it was kind of just like a nice clean end to the Skywalker saga. It didn't really I think take as many risks and and things. Well, I guess it kind of did the whole the whole Palpatine. That was a. I'm still. I'm still like literally reading about it. I literally just read an article about it yesterday about the whole Palpatine comeback. Like it's like like how people are still deciphering things that have come from that movie at this point. But and of course we just had May the Fourth, which there was a Mm -hmm. debate on. I saw people were trolling it saying. Oh yeah, the, this all six movies of the Skywalker saga, not and don't and totally (laughs) ignoring the you know the the last trilogy, but uh, oh yeah, yeah it was like. Yeah, you know, it was cool to see the characters come back and, and really kind of close it out. And I thought, like, with, you know, the the last film, you know, C-3PO got his, his moment and there were some emotional moments. Um, and, yeah, it was cool to see, without, I mean, spoiling too much, like certain certain other characters that we thought were gone re- return. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would have loved to see the film stay more in the universe, like coming from Return of the Jedi, just with, you know, with not being so quick on new characters and, and selling, you know, more merchandise and things like that. And let's just like kind of keep it where it was like, let's, I would love to have seen mm-hmm. them go back to some of those planets. Like, why do we have to go to a casino planet? Let's just go back to Hoth. Let's just go back to Endor again. You know, let's mm-hmm. go, let's, let's go see a Tauntaun one more time. Let's reminisce about how you thought they smelled bad on the outside. Like, let's go back to that. <laughs> it is interesting. Point, how yeah. In almost all of those movies, they, they're like, here's a hundred new planets and a hundred new characters. And, it's and they somehow just keep adding them on every single movie and yeah, it's still it still like is a coherent narrative by the end yeah but to the that point is, though if yeah. you if you took the last even i don't know the last couple of films and you took out those characters like you took out c3po and r2d2 and you know all the little you know cameos and you know the, or whatever along the way would it really really feel like a star wars movie like there's really nothing really tying it together besides like you know princess leia showing up it's kind of like its own little little thing so i think that was the biggest criticism from diehard star wars fans is it kind of was its own i, I think with the other two or the other two trilogies the, the, you saw anakin and then you saw into the sky into luke and then the full circle moment spoiler that he's his father 
and then it's like this nice little complete although i mean a little too political on the prequels i mean the whole senate thing i never got i think until like literally last year when i was like rewatching it i was like that's what that means <laughs> like 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 trying to like trying to like you know figure out what a trade federation is when you're like a kid i'm like that's that's a lot that's a lot but a little yeah. too much but yeah, I think it's just like. But I mean, I guess you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sell, uh, you gotta sell lunch boxes and theme parks and stuff. So we gotta, <laughs> of course, we gotta get some new, some new faces on those action figures. I guess I so. Good at that. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting asking people what like the last thing they saw in a theater was because it's gonna be a little while. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's very. I don't know if if it's telling as much as it's just kind of like funny sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. What were, were you guys? What was the last ones you saw? Ben, you was Little Women for you, or no? It was nineteen seventeen. Oh, okay. That, that's pretty good. That's pretty yes. good. Yeah. Well, you guys got to see something pretty recently. We we saw the Invisible Man at a screening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and I saw My it. Spy at another screening. So that was my last <laughs> yeah. one. My of favorite course. movie of all time, My Spy. <laughs> and it's it's gone on to have a a life on the streaming services as we were talking Precisely. about. Absolutely. It's a brave new world and it's a brave new place for my spy. Okay. Yeah, it's I on it's not uh, like brave new world. <laughs> I just thought yeah, Amazon Prime, I think it just hit uh, a couple like, a week crazy. ago. Yeah, look at that. Oh, Amazon man. Prime is great. It has so much great stuff on it. I know. I yeah, always sure, uh, compared it to, I mean, probably again before your time, you know, Netflix is more of the like new release three day rental section of Blockbuster, and Amazon Prime was the, yeah. is the seven day middle section of Blockbuster, yeah. where like yeah, you, you're familiar. like, ah, I'm going to just go walk through this middle area, and you're like, oh, what's this old <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme movie that I never heard about? Let me give it a watch. And you might actually <laughs> oh, like yeah. it. But and then, but Netflix is like all the cool stuff that everyone wants to watch. But then Amazon's like does a really great job of curating some like forgotten yeah. gems and things like that. So I I love it. I that's love it true. for that. And like really campy horror movies and just some stuff that's like almost like so garbage it's good again, which I love. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. oh, our, that's our favorite genre of movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, then, I just <laughs> found a streaming service on. I have, we have a Roku box here, so I found a streaming service called Midnight Pulp. And it's got like just tons and tons of schlocky, terrible movies from the '60s and '70s and '80s, and it's fantastic. You guys all, need to it's all go on. Free. Yeah, go on Amazon Prime. Uh, last Halloween, I always do it. Uh, I watch like bad horror movies, and I came across mm-hmm. one called Chopping Mall. If you've never watched oh, no. it, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I already based on the title and based <laughs> on the poster, I know what you're thinking, and you're going to be disappointed. Not a single chop is had in this movie. There is no chopping. Oh, really? No. Ch- it's uh, actually wow. uh, actually the 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 villain is uh, our, our killer uh, robots in a mall, and they wow. and they shoot lasers and blow teenagers up. No chopping whatsoever, <laughs> but it'll blow your mind. You should. Uh, that still does. Sound that does sound entertaining. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm intrigued. It's a it's a sure. movie that if you explain it to somebody, they're like, "That's not a real movie. It's a real movie." <laughs> <laughs> the the breadth of stuff that's on there is insane because they have like these like highly praised art films and like classics oh, yeah. but then they also have just just hundreds and hundreds of things like that which is kind of great well you yeah, can also put your own stuff on prime like it's you can upload I know, movies yeah. to prime so like it, literally anything could be on there really it's as ridiculous. long as it's been vetted and it's not like you know completely abhorrent <laughs> so yeah it's open season Good to know. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add some stuff to Prime tonight. Now I'm gonna. (laughs) (laughs) Some old home movies and stuff. Why not? That sounds good. This is this is a very random thing. One thing that irks me about Netflix is that they don't use posters of the movies that show up. 
like they always have just like a still with the the uh, title font over it. Mm. And for some reason, whenever I see that, it, it's just like, oh, I don't want to watch this movie because it's just. <laughs> are you the only person in the world still. who's offended by that? I think I you maybe. are. Well, also, I, I, I totally, probably am. If you, I don't know if you've noticed, but what Netflix will also do is after a while, I don't know if it's like what the strategy is or their plan, but they 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 change those photos. So they will literally re-edit the photos because yeah. there's been yeah. times where like you're going through and you're like, what's this movie? And you've actually watched it, but they've changed the picture to be something completely different. And sometimes it's like an odd choice. Like they'll show like a character who's like such a small part of the movie, but it's maybe a bigger, a yeah. bigger actor just to like get you yeah. to like click on it. And you're like, uh, I don't know. And you like, what you have to like really watch the movie to find that like one little spot of it. But I noticed that they, they do that. They like, they really, they change the photos often. I think to keep people engaged and watching. So I guess once you've scrolled by it once, they're like their like algorithm is like oh you didn't stop on this photo let's change the photo to something more appealing to you yeah apparently i was actually reading about that and apparently it changes based on your tastes according oh, to netflix yeah like they have an ai that goes through every film and takes out stills that like match the like 90% of the composition is kind of in the background wow. and you have one main foreground thing and then someone will go through them and assign like keywords to the different thumbnails and then based That's on crazy. your tastes it'll assign a thumbnail to the film that it thinks you'll like which is that, really you weird. know what that makes sense which because I literally was on Netflix. I I was watching like an old Mr. Bean movie at one point and I was scrolling (laughs) through and I saw a thumbnail for a film. I can't remember what the movie was now, but like they literally had a picture of Rowan Atkinson on, I think it was the, um, Oh, love, love actually. Maybe it was. And Mm -hmm. he's in the movie, but he's like in the, in a very, a very, he's like the, the store, like the clerk in the, in the mall who like sells a, whatever it is (laughs) to, but they had him as the thumbnail and I'm like, that's a strange out of all the people and all the characters, <laughs> Rowan Atkinson is like, is the photo for this movie. <laughs> and now that you say that, that is Netflix knowing that I'm a huge Mr. Bean fan. So they're, they're trying to hit me. I get go. it. I get it. It's yeah, personal. Yeah. It's, it's very smart, scary. but kind of scary. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, it freaks me out so much. Yeah. We were having a conversation recently about David Lynch, and then I went on my phone as soon as the conversation was done, and I got an ad for David Lynch's masterclass, like, immediately. And I'm oh just like, that, that's, that's too much. I'm never talking about David Lynch again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just never talking again. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Every time I've logged, like, a Scorsese movie on Letterboxd, the next day I'll get a masterclass for Scorsese ad on Instagram. Every single time. It's so freaky. Yeah. It's awful. Wow. Crazy times. Crazy times. <laughs> Crazy times. <laughs> you mentioned that the last movie that you'd seen in theaters was Star Wars. Do you... How often do you actually go to theaters? Because I feel like, given your your very publicly uh, viewable work for the last, like, three years, I feel like it would get a little bit exhausting. <laughs> like, do you... Do you go often to physical theaters? Yeah, honestly, not that, that often. As far as like public screenings and things go, I was like, you know, a lot of times when I saw the films, it was screenings, smaller screening rooms or private screenings that were just you know offered to the few people that were maybe covering the movie at that press day. So I'm really, as far as like um, a public screening, I've been to one in a very long time, like a few years. So even even Star Wars, I guess that was, I guess it was considered a public screening because there were uh, fan. It was it was the Canadian premiere, so it was kind of a mix of 
of you know people that were there through invite but also there were fans that won and there were some general some general uh admission as well so but yeah it's it's not often that i'm in a situation like that which i really i really miss because i think it really adds to the movie i think like there's been times where i've seen movies and you watch it in a room you know and there's it's this big empty theater and there's like 20 other people and it's like you know this whatever like raunchy comedy and like all the you know film critic types are like mm, not not my favorite and they leave and you're like oh and you kind of like don't like the movie as much and then you like go back and see it with some friends and like people are laughing and then it makes you kind of laugh along and you're like yeah hey, actually this movie's pretty great so i think it's a you know which i think maybe goes back to the other conversation about experiencing films and where to experience them it does it does matter like i think you know going to see you know opening night movies of an avengers film or a star wars film there nothing beats you know seeing people in cosplay and the cheering and the applause like people applaud when characters come on the screen and that it's an ex- it's an experience at that point which i think is you know worth worth paying for i think that's what makes it it special so yeah I'd- yeah there's so much energy which you can't really replicate anywhere else no mm, totally no i remember i was reading I a paper could- about this at one point i think last year where I was talking about how, you know, when films started, you know, with the kinetoscope, it was, you know, you, you paid a couple cents and you put on a pair of, you know, these massive wooden headphones and you'd stare into a little box for 30 seconds and watch this movie. It was like the, the Nickelodeons he used to go to. And then filmmakers fought for years and years to make it a public exhibition because that's what they wanted film to be. And now we're kind of like going the other way again. We've gone back to putting on the headphones and staring into a tiny little box to watch our movies. It's very interesting to kind of see everything come in full circle like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. I tried. I tried um, my my dad bought an Oculus Go, which is like the smallest oh, wow. version oh, of yeah. the Oculus headsets that you can get. I think he was just it was very came out of the blue. But you can <laughs> load videos onto it, and mm-hmm. when you're watching them, you can have an option of watching it in like a theater. And so <laughs> it's like suddenly it's on a big screen. It's very <laughs> it's very bizarre. Um, but maybe that's the future. Yeah, honestly. Oh, God. Well, I think it's also, yeah. It's IMAX a, screen at home. Yeah, and it's, I guess that's kind of, uh, maybe that you're right. Maybe that is that is the future. You can, like, adjust the screen size if you want. You can, like, you can watch this on a thousand-foot screen or at a, maybe at a drive-in. <laughs> you never have to leave your living room ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that is scary. I don't like that at all. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say that. That was a nervous laughter more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch it in space, or you can watch it underwater. You can just change the filter. Oh, God. Actually, on that headset, you literally could watch it on the moon. <laughs> well, I think that comes to the end of the episode. Thank you very, very much, Tanner, for coming on and having this nice discussion with us. I, I like the the places we've gone and the things we've discussed. So, absolutely, yes, thank definitely. you very much. Thank you yeah, very thank much. Thank you so much, Tanner. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no of worries. Course. Of course. And you're always welcome back on. <laughs> yes, for <laughs> the many interviews we'll have in the future, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, thanks so much. Uh, stay safe. Don't uh, touch your face. And, um, yeah, any other debates in the future that I can help settle, uh, let me know. <laughs> we'll bring them Amazing. to all you. Up. Absolutely. Fantastic. Great. All right, thank Great. you Thanks so much, Tanner. Tanner. Thanks, guys. This has been uh, This Podcast Should Be Played Loud. <laughs> 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 Great <laughs> <laughs>